हेलो यू गाइस टुडे इज फर्स्ट मार्च 2022 एंड टुडे वी आर स्टार्टिंग आवर न्यू सीजन दैट इज स्प्रिंग 2022 इन दिस सीजन आई विल दिस इज द फर्स्ट एपिसोड ऑफ द ऑफ द सेकंड सीजन सो इन द देयर विल बी टू सेगमेंट इन द फर्स्ट सेगमेंट आई विल टेल व्हाट आई विल बी डूइंग इन द अपकमिंग एपिसोड्स ऑफ दिस सीजन and in the second segment i will read that will be a classic our usual reading section reading segment so this is the first first segment let me brief you about the what will be happening in the upcoming episodes of this season first of all there will be readings readings will continue as usual but there will be few new additions and the new additions will be like this <clears throat> will be this on sundays there will be two episodes first one will be of readings and the other one will be of talks and in the talks there will be further three segments one will be for lecturate second will be for debate and third will be for discussion in the beginning as i am beginning i will be doing lecturate and debate only i will add discussions later on in lecturate and debate i will be doing for 3 to 5 minutes uh, initially i will be doing for 3 to 5 minutes i will see when i will i will inform when i will be increasing the uh, time duration and the discussion segment will be of longer duration that i will be doing from some time uh, some time in the near future so this will be the new additions there will be uh, talks on every sunday and talks will have lecturate debate and how will be how i will be doing the talk section first of all i will tell you now i will tell you guide you through the through my talks preparation strategy that i will be um, inculcating in if that's the word in the in this season and if that works well i will continue to do so in the upcoming seasons as well and if there will be shortcomings i will improve with time so this is my now i'll tell you about my talks preparation strategy first there is three segment three parts first is first in which i will prepare a topic list for the whole season there will be lots of topic that i will be uh, doing and preparing my talks on and second will be the how to prepare section in this second how to prepare uh, section i will use notions essays and debate to prepare on each topic and what technique i will be using is 5d 5p i am calling this technique it's five dimension five points on every topic i will explore the five dimensions of it and i and, and in every dimension i will be uh focusing on five unique points so this is my technique 5d 5p for every topic so how this technique works is first i will get a knowledge and then i will create my view my own view and my views will include challenges and solutions that will uh, and solutions are the most important part of any view you have over over any topic 
so solutions will be more i will try to make solutions as innovative and as practical as possible and after this cre creation of view i will do the presentation and presentation should be structured and within the time limit impressive and confident so this is my technique 5d 5p first accumulate knowledge then create view and views should include challenges and solutions solution should be innovative and practical and solution is the most important part and then comes the presentation and presentation should be structured within time limit impressive and confident and the third part of my strategy is using a using i am using going to use outline script in the beginning uh, in the beginning of the uh, in the in some initial episodes as long as i get used to of the format in my mind so i will be using outline script to prepare the format in the in my subconscious mind so this is my strategy so this is what i will be going through i'll be doing in this season this is my structure uh, this is my strategy and on the on the next sunday i will tell inform you what topic i will be doing i also have to prepare a list of topics so i will include i have lots of topics in my mind as well uh, especially one one is sure to be going to be a feminism i will see if i go for debate or at least in lecturate or debate section i will explore this topic this is going to be a in depth uh, i can i will like to do a discussion over this topic it is quite uh, interesting to me but i want to know a lot about it i'll see what i will do in this in the upcoming section mm. but this is it this is my uh, first segment and uh, this is i'm here closing my se first segment i will i just guided you through the upcoming events and how i will be continuing my upcoming episodes so this was it for the se first segment thank you hello again everybody this is uh, the second segment of today's uh, today's episode this is the reading segment in this segment i will be reading two days newspaper first i will be reading a few a one editorial and few articles from yesterday's newspaper then i will continue my reading of uh, of articles and editorials from today's newspaper so first one is the editorial from 28th february a testing vote india had good reasons to abstain but might have to revisit its stance if the conflict worsens thwarted at un security council at their resolution to condemn russian aggression on ukraine the us european allies now plan to ensure a censor of moscow's action at the un general assembly where they are already have where they already have the support of more than 80 countries Russian veto of resolution 898979 was a predetermined outcome as a permanent UNSC member Russia has vetoed UNSC resolution earlier 
that were critical of its decision to send troops into Gen- into Georgia 2008 and Crimea 2014 and could hardly have done otherwise what was perhaps more disappointing for the western coalition was that it was unable to move india from its consistent position of abstention china shifted from its support for russia in the previous vote of abstention after us and albania the two pen holders of the resolution agreed to drop the reference to chapter 7 that is the authorization of the use of force against russian troops the coalition against russia is making political statement at the un but not setting much store on the global body's effectiveness instead the us and the eu have adopted unilateral sanctions which they hope will cripple russian president vladimir putin's ability to sustain a longer assault on ukraine and also excised the russian economy from international swift transaction system in addition the us germany and other countries have announced west weapon supplies for ukrainian forces however in the absence of direct air power resist assistance and foreign troops it is unlikely that ukraine will be able to change the balance of power in the equation with russia easily india's abstention from the unsc resolution 2 was perhaps a foregone conclusion Prime Minister Narendra Modi's decision to take a call from Mr Putin before vote indicated that India would not take any stand against Russia. Apart from India-Russia defense and strategic partnership, Russia is Russia is India's most trusted P5 ally when it comes to blocking intrusive resolution on Kashmir. In contrast, Mr Modi only accepted the call from Ukrainian president after the vote. and rather than offering support requested assistance assistance for the safe exit of indian students while india's hesitation to take a stand against russia is understood new delhi must now consider whether its aspiration to be a leading power can be achieved without having a clear position on a conflict that threatens global security even as modi's government focus solely on the well-being of indians amid the peril faced by others this will especially true this will be especially true if the russian military operations operation in ukraine is prolonged and the government's ambivalence is read is read as is read as active support for aggressive transgressions by a more powerful neighbor over a weaker one something india has protested in its own neighborhood so this was the editorial now there is this article by happy mon jacob happy mon jacob teaches india's foreign policy at the school of international studies jawaharlal nehru university new delhi The heading is the anatomy of India's Ukraine dilemma. New Delhi has taken a subtle pro-Moscow position on the question of Russia's attack attack against Ukraine. This is how it goes. New Delhi's response to the Russian aggression against Ukraine appears to have been shaped by harsh geopolitical circumstances that it is in the middle of then Oh, I'll 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 read again. 
न्यू डेलीज रिस्पॉन्स टू द रशियन एग्रेशन अगेंस्ट यूक्रेन अपीयर्स टू हैव बीन शेप्ड बाई हार्स जियो पोलिटिकल सर्कमस्टैंसेज दैट इट इज इन द मिडल ऑफ दैन आई रीड इट अगेन आई एम नॉट यूजिंग द पंचुएशन करेक्टली इन माई स्पीच और न्यू डेलीज रिस्पॉन्स टू द रशियन एग्रेशन अगेंस्ट द यूक्रेन अपीयर्स टू हैव बीन शेप्ड बाई हार्ड जियो पोलिटिकल सर्कमस्टैंसेज दैट इट इज इन दैट इज इट इज इन द मिडल ऑफ दैन इट्स आई विल रीड इट अगेन न्यू डेलीज रिस्पॉन्सेज टू द रशियन एग्रेशन अगेंस्ट यूक्रेन अपीयर्स टू हैव बीन शेप्ड बाई हार्ड जियो पोलिटिकल सर्कमस्टैंसेज दैट इट इज इन द मिडल ऑफ दैन इट्स नॉर्मेटिव बिलीव्स और प्रेफरेंसेज लेट लास्ट वीक इंडिया एबस्टेंड फ्रॉम यूनाइटेड नेशन सिक्योरिटी काउंसिल रेजोल्यूशन विच कॉल्ड फॉर कंडेमनिंग द रशियन मिलिट्री अगेंस्ट यूक्रेन बट इट वेंट ऑन टू नोट इट्स अनइजीनेस ऑफ द रशियन एक्शन इन राइटिंग प्राइम मिनिस्टर नरेंद्र मोदी हु स्पोक टू रशियन प्रेसिडेंट व्लादिमिर पुतिन एज द वॉर ब्रोक आउट कॉल्ड एंड कॉल्ड फॉर एन इमीडिएट सेसेशन ऑफ वॉयलेंस एंड एज सो फार रिफ्यूज टू पे हीड टू यूक्रेनियन एम्बेसडर टू इंडिया Igor Polikha's impassioned pleas urging Mr Modi to mediate with Mr Putin to halt Russian military advances with UNSC deadlocked friends with both United States or West and Russia and passionately urged by Ukraine New Delhi is uniquely placed to undertake some much needed mediation between the rival sides but it is chosen but it is chosen to stay on the margins and do no, and do no more than uh, the unavoidable minimum new delhi just want this to be over with let us call it what it really is new delhi has taken a subtle pro moscow position on the question of russian attacks against in ukraine the pro russia tilt the this pro russia tilt is not just the position of indian government but it is but is something somewhat surprisingly shared by much of india's indian strategic community as well more notably one is increasingly hearing subtle through subtle though in, indirect more notably one is increasingly hearing subtle though indirect justification of russian military actions from doyens of indian strategic community india's russia India's Russia tilt should be seen not just as a product of time-tested friendship with Moscow but also as a geopolitical necessity. The Russia tilt. There are four potential options India can or could choose from: condemn Russian aggression, support Russian aggression, stay silent on Russian aggression or express displeasure short of condemning or and call for diplomacy. The first option will pit India against Russia. The second will pit it against the US and its ally. The th- third option will be read as pro-Russia and fourth option which it has taken is the least harmful. And yet a position that does not condemn Russian aggression and one that abstains from voting on a UNSC resolution calling for condemning Russian aggression and withdrawal of the Russian forces from Ukraine. is indeed a pro russia position there are understandable reasons for india's subtle pro russia position let me put it this way an aggressive russia is a problem for the us and the west not for india 
NATO expansion is Russia's problem, not India's. India's problem is China, and it needs both U.S., the West, and Russia to deal with the China problem. I would view India's response to crisis in Ukraine in the light of rather simple logic. Let us look at the big picture first. There is today's sobering recognition in New Delhi about weakening of the U.S.-led global order and the rise of China as a counterpole, geographically located right next to India. U.S. withdrawal from the region and its decline as the principal system sharper. God damn it! All right, I'm beginning this line again. I'm repeating this line. U.S. withdrawal from the region and its decline as the principal system shaper has complicated India's place in regional geopolitics. Neighboring China as the rising superpower and Russia as its strategically ally, challenging the U.S.-led global order at a time when China has time and again acted on its aggressive intentions vis-a-vis -vis India. And when India is closest to the U.S. than ever before in its history, throws up a unique, unprecedented challenge for India. Therefore, having Russia on its sides is crucial for India more than ever. Moscow may or may not be able to moderate Chinese antagonism towards New Delhi, but an India-Russia strategic partnership may be able to temper New Delhi's growing isolation in rather friendless region. Second, there is an emerging dualism in contemporary India strategic Walton Shuang, the predicament of continental space that is reeling under Im immense pressure from China, Pakistan and Taliban-led Afghanistan, adding to its strategic claustrophobia. And the emergence of maritime sphere which presents an opportunity to break out of the same. Herein lies the dilemma of India. New Delhi needs Moscow's assistance to manage the continental difficulties, be it through defense supplies, helping it return to Central Asia, working together at Shanghai Cooperation Organization, or exploring opportunities for collaboration in Afghanistan. Russia, to put it, Russia, to put it rather bluntly, is perhaps India's only partner of consequence in the entire Asian continental stretch. On the other hand, when it comes to the vast maritime sphere, the Indo-Pacific to precise, Russia is not of great consequence to India. That is where its American and Western partners come into play. India is simply not in a position to address the China challenge in the maritime space without, without the active support of American Western knives, navies. Oh God. India is simply not in a position to address the China challenge in the maritime space without the active support of the American and Western navies and of course the Quad. The unavoidable dualism in the contemporary Indian strategic landscape necessitates that India balances the two sides, but doing so without a subtle Russia tilt may be not feasible at this point of time. That said, the war on Ukraine could have major implications for Indians, India's strategic calculus. For one, Russian action in Ukraine dismissing the concerns of the rest of the international community included the US will no doubt embolden 
China and its territorial ambitions. Second, the new sanctions regime may have implication for India's defense cooperation with Moscow. Third, the longer and the longer the standoff lasts, the long the closer China and Russia could become, which certainly does not help India. Finally, the more severe the U.S.-Russia rivalry becomes, the less focus there would they, there would be on the Indo-Pacific and China, which is where India's interest lies. Impact on foreign policy. India's response to the Russian aggression on Ukraine underlines the fact that India is operating from a position of geopolitical vulnerability. While the Indian stand does seek, while the Indian stand does seek a real politic, it reeks more of strategic weakness. Here is a country located in a hostile neighborhood, trying to make the best of terrible situation it finds itself in. This then means that going forward, India's ability to be a swing state, major power, or a leading power stands diminished. So we must expect more, more middle of the road behavior from New Delhi rather than resolute positions on global strategic developments. India's position also show that show the unmistakable indication that when it comes to geopolitics, New Delhi will close interests over principles. This is nothing new. New Delhi has chosen interest over principles even in the past. For instance, India has violated the principle of non-intervention in the domestic affairs of neighbors. The difference this time may be the India that India is choosing interest over principle. Even though the issue at hand is not directly pertaining to India and yet a careful reading of India's statements and positions taken over the past few days also demonstrates a certain amount of discomfort in having to choose interests over principles. This is perhaps a realization in New Delhi that a dog-eat-dog world where, rule, where rules and good behavior do not matter does not help India in the wrong, long run either. Going forward, if tensions between Russia and West persist, balancing extremes will be a key feature of Indian diplomacy. India is perhaps already mastering the art. Consider India's explanation of vote during the recent vote on Russia's aggression against Ukraine, even though in New Delhi abstained from voting on it. It made its unhappiness about Russian action clear in the written note. On Strategic Autonomy Finally, what does this mean for India's strategic autonomy? For sure, India's strategic autonomy has been under a lot of stress for some time now. However, New Delhi's response to a recent crisis, especially its explanation of vote at the UNSC indicates a careful response, careful recourse to the principle of strategic autonomy. India will, will make caveated statements and will not be pressured by either party in that sense. India's indirect support for the, to the Russian position is not a product of Russian pressure but the result of a desire to safeguard its own interest. Therefore, while we may witness a steady erosion of India's strategic autonomy in the longer term, primarily as a function of the need to balance against China, we will continue to witness instances where Indian diplomacy will take recourse to principle of strategic autonomy.
this was this this article was written very well and very easy to understand the international relations but uh, i need a little more um, of of little more knowledge to understand everything written here so i'll read this again in the future not in the reading but in the in the near future i will read this thing again now coming to the today's newspaper so on the today's newspaper i will read this mm, i will not read the editorial i will read this article only this is this article is written by subramanyam swami who has a phd in economics from harvard and has been a parliament has been in parliament for 6 terms he was also a union cabinet minister of commerce and law and justice the heading is ukraine situation india's national interest while india needs to remind while india needs to remind russia that its action violated the brics daily resolution the un can assist ukraine this is how it goes the russian president vladimir putin in his televised speech on the night of february 21 2022 has announced a special military operation to protect people who have been abused by the genocide of the kiev regime for 8 years mr putin further said quote we will strive we will strive for the demilitarization and denazification of the ukraine as well bring to justice those who committed numerous bloody crimes against civilians unquote who is we in the 21st century why mr putin is using despicable 19th century imperialist language a belief a belief without basis there is or was however no genocide genocide in ukraine proved by any documented report moreover the ukrainian government is nowhere close to be legitimately called nazi for example ukrainian president volodymyr zelensky is a jew he is also proud of his jewish grandfather who had fought against hitler's german army in fact mr putin's action during the last few days are making mr putin himself sound more like a hated nazis as of now russian bombs are pounding ukraine russian soldiers are pouring into ukraine the only question on everyone's lips is why russia why what does russia hope to accomplish with this bloody invasion the ukrainian people from the very top from president zelensky himself have decided to fight and russian troops movement is thus down to a crawl and behind announced schedule mr putin seems to believe that quote ukraine is an illegitimate country that exists on a land that is historically and rightfully russia's unquote but even the most biased russian history book does not even suggest does not suggest even most but even the most biased russian history book does not suggest even remotely this outrageous nazi like belief of mr putin 
Thus, the talk of a denazification of Russian establishment, while ab while absurd at the factual level, nonetheless reveals that Mr. Putin is acting on his long-held aristocratic belief that Ukrainian government has no right to exist. His ultimate goal seems to have his ultimate goal seems to be to make Russia make Ukraine into a vessel of his future as yet imaginary Russian Soviet empire. In his earlier 2005 declaration, Mr. Putin had stated that collapse of the Soviet Union was major geopolitical disaster. There are not many takers for this view even inside Russia. The most relevant formulation for the purposes of understanding current invasion, however, came in Mr. Putin's inflammatory speech on Ukraine policy delivered on February 20 last. In the, in the central contention of his address is that Ukraine and Russia are, in his historical terms, essentially inseparable. Mr. Putin's narrative is twi twisted history. It is simply incorrect to say that Ukraine has had no independent national identity that is separate from Russia. The Narendra Modi government had decided to abstain on the vote on the UNSC by United States and its moved UNSC resolution moved by the United States and its allies against Russia over Ukraine invasion. But Mr. Narendra Modi should surely recognize that BRICS in its New Delhi Declaration, paragraph 22 in the 13th BRICS summit, had resolved that five BRICS nations were opposed to unilaterally use of force against any state and wanted all disputes resolved by peaceful means and categorically ruled out the use of force against territorial integrity or politically independence of any state. September 9, 2021 The BRICS Daily Resolution with The text adopted was as follows. Quote, we, BRICS, underscored the inadmissibility of the threat or use of force against the territorial integrity or political independence of any state or in any other matter inconsistent with the purposes and principles of United Nations." Unquote. Thus, the New Delhi BRICS declaration commits to resolving all disputes by peaceful means and is opposed to unilateral use of force against any state. Russia by invading Ukraine has violated the resolution to which India also was a prominent party. This declaration was in fact approved and signed by Russia in the presence of Mr. Putin along with China's President Xi Jinping. Yet six months later, Russia, a founder member of BRICS, has forgotten that the resolution by Russia's unilateral illegal violent military action against Ukraine. That is why I have advocated since long for India walking out of BRICS. For India walking out of BRICS since I had earlier apprehended the upcoming the coming collapse of BRICS. In 2015, I had declined prime I had declined Prime Minister Modi's offer to me, conveyed by BJP leader Amit Shah in the presence of Rashtriya Swayam Sevak Sangh representative of accepting to become the first president of the BRICS Bank. 
I conveyed to Prime Minister directly that directly later that China would soon be turning hostile to India, and BRICS would would lose credibility. Today, invasion and aggression against Ukraine has in fact cremated the spirit of BRICS. Quote by casting the Ukrainian regime on the most negative. by casting the ukrainian regime in the most negative possible light and officially linking russia's official war aims to be denazification and demilitarization mr putin is all but openly acting on his belief that ukraine is not legitimate sovereign state into aggressive action the russian case for the war is thus built on unwitting lie about ukraine's history unquote an article says the path for new delhi from the juncture onwards india has has to take stock since the apparent goal of india's becoming india becoming a vishwaguru is now at best a mirage from jawaharlal nehru onwards india has failed to become one since it cannot be a reality in the present global dispensation dispensation instead india needs friends and collaborators but without bowing before any country one way for india to begin asserting itself is to suggest to russia to withdraw its armed forces from entire ukraine in keeping the aforenoted delhi resolution of brics if russia does not give way to india's suggestion the modi government should announce in the un general assembly consideration of the us proposed draft resolution India would vote for it after United Nations General Assembly adopts any reasonable amendments proposed. India should also urge the United States to restructure the objectives and priorities of the Quad, outline a clear strategy to achieve the objectives and mobilize the resources required. For India, a president she led China is hostile nation directly and in global comp- competition. India is potentially capable of meeting is this Chinese threat a threat that is evident by China grabbing 50000 square kilometer of indian territory the potential strength of india can the potential strength of india can be can become actual capability with a little help from united states as for russia its position in global affairs will depend on the outcome of ukrainian invasion At present Russia is failing behind its announced schedule. Ukraine has by its bravery caused delays in Russia's schedule with the help from members of the United Nations. Ukraine can become the David against the Russian Goliath and become free democratic nation again. And this was more of a you opinionated This was more of an opinionated uh, article but it was a good one I have to understand uh, a lot more I need to write about this Russia Ukraine thing because writing is what makes makes you understanding a topic so I'm not understanding it very completely the but I'm getting the idea of like uh, how this international moves are taken international decisions are taken it's more like a war thing like if you go to war with a if go, you go to go if you have a fight with one of your one of the one uh, someone else then you think how much friends he has 
and you analyze how much friends you have and what what will be the consequences of the fight what he can do what you can do basically this is it in the global world a country things country is like one is like a person in a society and a society can be peaceful so can the world <laughs> so this is what i think now i'll be closing this uh, reading all right so this was it for today's reading and also i have introduced how this uh, new editions of talks will be going on in the near future so this was it for today thank you